a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome, everybody, to the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. We're here once again to rap about anything motorcycle-related, specifically dirt bike-related, because that's what we all do, right? And today we're going to talk about suspension tuning and what and what each thing does to your bike on the track. A lot of you guys have been tweeting me about, hey, I want to know which way to go, what does the high-speed do to my bike on the track, you know, what does fork air pressure for you for those of you guys running uh, air forks out there what's it do right so today we're going to talk about a little bit um on what everything can do to your bike and how it reacts on the track um but first and foremost want to thank the guys at rocky mountain atv mc been helping keep your tested podcast out keeping this sucker running and getting this information out there for you Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sports, ATVs, and street bikes. With the low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping, it's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the number one shopping destination for the power sport enthusiast. Thanks to Jared and all the guys out there at Rocky Mountain ATV for helping this out. And if you guys want to pick up some parts over there at Rocky Mountain um, that maybe I approve of or that you've heard about um, through this Kiefer Tested podcast, you can head over to RockyMountainATVMC.com backslash Kiefer Tested. Check them out. See what you guys uh, like. And, you know, buy yourself some, uh, some parts. Help us out. So, once again, I was out testing last week. I don't know. Shoot. Four days, and I'm sitting there between testing sessions and thinking to myself, you know, most of you guys out there do play with your clickers. You do check your sag. Hopefully you do. And But do you guys really know what each clicker change does and which direction you guys should be going in? I'm not the end-all, be-all of, of testing, you know. I do know a lot. There's a lot, um, there's a lot, a lot of guys out there smarter than I am, but... I know a lot about feel of a dirt bike, and I've been doing production testing for many years, and I try to set up bikes that are for the average person, not just tailor-made for me. You know, you get on these bikes that are uh, the factory bikes. I've ridden some of these guys' bikes, and they're totally stiff. The chassis rigid and harsh, and they're just not set up for... Most of us that go out there and want to have fun and have a comfortable ride and, you know, want your bike to work better. So if you do buy a new bike and you need you do need to make adjustments, um, in this podcast, I want to set you guys in the right direction and get you guys a happy medium of where you guys need to go. And if you guys are feeling something soft or harsh or stiff, you know which way to go in your fork and shock. So... There's going to be some testing terms that I'm throwing around here today that you guys may or may not know what I'm talking about. So 
First things first is a harsh feeling. A harsh feeling could be either in your fork and shock. And that doesn't mean it, it really gets confusing with suspension. Okay. So, uh, it's, it's hard to decipher which way to go if you're not familiar with, um, your suspension or tuning it. So, um, when most people think of harsh, they think of it's too stiff. Well, it can be, you're right, but also it could be too soft and you're riding low in your stroke on your fork or shock. So immediately when I hear guys come back, it's harsh, you know, soften it up, soften it up. Well, they're riding so far in the stroke, in the mid-stroke, that you're constantly riding in that ramp where the valving stack is starting to get harder. So you're starting to feel all that harsh stuff through your suspension um, on that light bump, on decel bumps, on acceleration. So you need to decipher which way to go, which we will explain a little bit here. Um, but that term harsh doesn't mean it's too stiff, okay? So it could be soft or stiff. Um, hold up. Hold up is something we use in the testing world where um, I'm coming up to a jump face or I'm coming into a corner and the, the whole stroke just kind of falls through. And I'll use the word empty a lot in when I give feedback to the engineers is, you know, I feel an empty feeling. Like I have good dampening feeling through the initial and the mid stroke, but at the end stroke, it just feels empty, which means soft, which is kind of falls through. And all, you'll get that a lot on some stock bikes. Well, you'll have some good holdup, but at the end stroke, it just kind of feels empty. Most of the time with spring forks, um, you don't get that feeling a lot with air fork because that one thing um, that the air fork does do good is is hold up and create bottoming resistance. So hold up is something that I use a lot, so you might hear that through this podcast. Diving is a sensation that um, it's more of a, a diving in pitch. So when you're coming into a corner, full throttle, off the gas, and then your bike kind of goes front in first, like heavy feel, that's a diving sensation. That's basically similar to hold up, but diving is a more um, exacerbated feeling when you just feel like, whoo, man, I let off the gas and I get all kinds of pitch, like the ass end's coming up, the front end's a little twitchy, you know, I do not want to uh, be a part of that. I don't like a diving feeling. Same thing with blowing through, same thing. Um, a chopper feel is when your rear end is too low and your front end is too high. Um, you're accelerating out of a corner and your front end's coming up and your front end's deflecting a little bit on that light bump. That could mean, you know, your rear end is too low. And we'll explain that in a little bit if you need to go to high speed or your sag. But a chopper is a good word to use if you're feeling little ass in low pitching we went over same thing and and also to remember just to go back to the pitching feeling you'll get a lot of pitching feeling too depending on what type of ground you're riding on a lot of sand is super grabby so you will get more of a pitching feeling in the sand versus hard pack and of course we've talked about this on Kiefer tested podcast before comfort and performance you guys bust my balls all the time about comfort and performance, right? I use it all the time. It's probably overused, but I'm telling you guys, those are good two terms to use when you're giving feedback to your suspension tech, your local guy that's doing your suspension, and 
you want more comfort. So comfort is a softer, plusher feel. Performance is more hold up, and you could charge harder into stuff, and the whole bike stays up in the stroke more. Performance doesn't mean you're going to gain comfort. Okay, so those are two different things. Performance, most of the time, when you gain performance, you will lose a little comfort. But if you're that type of rider, you're willing to lose some comfort to get some added holdup to ride harder and overjump things. So those are the basic terms that we're going to use here today. Um, like I said, I just want to kind of get you guys in the right direction to where if you're out there on your own at the track and you're feeling something, you know, you can do a click here and click there and you know where to go direction-wise on your bike. Starting with the fork. Let's 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 back it up before I start this. So if you guys have an older bike, put your clickers wherever it is. If you have 20 clicks, 25 clicks, 40 clicks, whatever it is, the maximum clicks on each adjustment, make sure that you guys are in the middle. That's your starting point, okay? If it's if you have 24 uh clicks on your rebound on your shock, put it at 12. Just start it there, okay? And see how it works. And then work from there. Same thing with your new bike. If your new bike suggests in the manual of where everything is in parentheses, you'll see that in your manual, start there. Same thing, air for it, guys. Start stock air pressure to feel which way you want to go. And then, for the new bike, guys, break in your suspension first. One, don't just send your suspension into the your local suspension guy or send it to Racetech or Enzo, whoever it is. Ride it, break it in. At least, okay, at least a few hours. A few is in four to five hours. Um, even your suspension guys will tell you, don't give us brand new stuff because your stuff's going to change. Even if we valve it, it's going to break in and everything inside is going to loosen up and your suspension action will change. So break your stuff in, relax, it's okay. You have a stock bike, just chill down. You don't have to go spend your money real quick. You know, just relax, get your stuff broken in. And then get it valved if you need to. So, fork height. Your fork height is important for stability, cornering, sand tracks. Start off stock height, what they recommend. And if you're going down, okay, and when I mean dropping the fork down, I mean I'm dropping my fork down into the top clamp, okay? So you're basically making your front end, you know, sit up higher. And that's great for sand because you want stability in sand, right? So I would only drop it in one to two millimeter increments. Um, let's take, for instance, the new 2017 Honda. It comes with a standard fork height of five millimeters, the first line. I get a lot of oversteer with that bike, so I drop it to 2.5. And that gives me, yes, a little bit of slowing uh, slowing character coming into the corner, but it also gets me stability coming in so I can predict my corner speed getting into the rut. Um, so dropping that fork height, okay, will get you added stability and it will hurt a little bit on lean in and corners. Now raising your fork up, let's say, just giving an example, Stock was five. You went up six to seven, which I don't recommend, but I'm just giving you guys an example out there. You went up to seven mil. You're going to get a little bit 
probably get a little bit more head shake on fast, choppy straightaways, and possibly a little bit of a harsher feeling on decel bump. But your bike is going to lay in better coming into a corner and probably get more front in traction. So that is the differences between fork height. Um, Kawasaki's, I always raised my fork height up just a little bit because, like I said, I'm a front-end steering guy. So you want to raise the fork height up a little bit. But just always make sure you do small increments. Don't just do three to four. Always go to one to two because I'm telling you guys, you will feel a one to two millimeter difference in fork height. Now, fork compression. Um, I'll get into high speed because I know the KYB PSF2 has high speed, low speed, but... Just standard fork, low speed compression. On the track, if you're feeling like you're having a blowing through sensation, like we said before, I told you guys what blowing through is, you're coming into the corners, you have a D-cell, some D-cell bumps, and your front end has a little bit of a pitching feel, or you're blowing through the stroke, you want to stiffen your low speed compression. Most forks, besides Showa, Showa, you only want to do one-click increments because they're actually noticeable. A KYB fork, start out with doing two-click instrument um, increments. Sorry. And remember, every time you change something, it's given another, it's given your rebound a different feel as well. So a good rule of thumb for you guys out there: every two clicks that you give either way, let's say you go two clicks stiffer on compression, okay. You might want to open your rebound one click. Open is quicker. Closing is slower. Vice versa. You guys are, you know, softening your fork two clicks. Try stiffening your rebound one click. Never go more than that, okay? Um, so like I said, sensation-wise, fork, you're diving, your fork in, you're, you're coming into the, to the corner, you feel like, ah, it's a little bit low, my ass ends up a little bit. Try stiffening your, your compression up. On the other spectrum of that, you're coming into a corner and you feel like, ah, oh, it's a little bit harsh. Again, it could be soft or stiff, but in this case, we're going to go with soft, right? So you feel a little bit harsh feel like, ah, it's just, you know, I need to get into my stroke more. Like I'm, I'm not using it all. You could soften it up, okay? So those are the two things you want to lose low speed compression for. Um, Rebound. Rebound is tricky with the fork because also, you know, when you slow your rebound down, you're stiffening your fork up a little bit. So the good rule of thumb for me with the fork when I'm riding and giving feedback to the guys is if you have deflection. Deflection is a good indicator to where, hey, I might need to slow my rebound down in my fork just a little bit, one or two clicks, guys to kind of settle that front end down and make it stick to the ground more. On the other end of that, when you speed up your rebound, sand tracks and stuff, you try to stiffen your fork, but you need to open up your rebound to make the tire follow the ground more. Like I said, it's super complex, but if you listen to this a few times, you'll get it down, and you write it down, okay? Just start writing your stuff down like we talked about in the how to test stuff. And then you'll figure it out really easy. And once you ride more and you get these terms down and you get the feel, down, a feel of which way to go, um, you'll be able to hop on your bike, get on, and you'll know which 
which direction you want to go on either end of your bike. Because if you guys adjust your front end, it's going to make the rear end act a little different. Always try to compensate each time you make a change. Um, going to the fork air pressure. This is something that I see a lot at the track. Um, guys with air forks don't even screw with their clickers. They start messing with their air, which to me is not the right move. How many times do you go to the track and change spring rates? You don't see it. You don't do it. And you shouldn't do it. So the stock air pressure, if you're in the, in the, in the weight range of where the manufacturer recommends, you kind of want to stick close to that. So every two PSI in air pressure in the fork is one spring rate, okay? So just remember that, either way. So if you're going up two PSI, you're going up a spring rate. If you're going down, you're going down a spring rate. Um, when you do want to change your fork air pressure is when you feel like your front end is too high. Everywhere you ride, you're getting deflection. I feel like I'm coming into a bump and my front end's not going down. I feel like I want it to move more. Then you can adjust your air pressure. And then when you do adjust it, try going one PSI increments, okay? Don't go more than one PSI because when you do that, like I said, you're changing the spring rate. So, And also your air is adjusting constantly when it heats up. So just start with one PSI up or down, and you will be able to feel a difference. So if it is stiff, go down one PSI. And you know if it's soft, go up one PSI. I know I sound redundant for you guys out there that might know this, but being a podcast, you kind of got to repeat yourself a little bit so you guys can catch on, um, especially for those of you guys who are driving and, and maybe trying to do this by uh, um, memory. Um, so... Anyway, those are the basic fork um, feelings, which way to go. I would say, for me, when I'm on the track, fork uh, feel is probably the most important. When we do go test, it's usually um, fork first, shock second, because a lot of the feel that you get on a bike is coming from your front end. And for us riders out there, we kind of tend to accept whatever our, our rear end does because it's not as important to a feel than it is the front end. The front end predicts a lot of things on a bike. So a rider would want a better fork feel than they do uh, a shock feel. So going to the shock, low speed compression, okay, um, which is that middle dial in your sh on your shock. Um, D-cell bump absorption is probably the best way to describe um, low speed compression and which way you want to go. Uh, for example, D cell bump absorption. So when you're coming into a corner that has chop, braking bumps, um, you want to be able to have that rear end move and squat and want to stay flat. The ride attitude of the bike kind of stay flat. You don't want it to kick you, right? So when you're entering a corner, now bear with me here, I'm trying to use my hand so we can remember this. <laughs> you're entering a corner and you make, you get a little bit of a kick. Man, I, don't, I feel like it's not going down far enough in the stroke. I'm getting a little bit of a, of a kick feeling coming into the corner. You might be able to 
soften that up one to two clicks, and it might ride a little lower. On the other end of that, let's let's use this harsh word that we're talking about. Man, I'm coming into the to the to the to the breaking bumps, and I'm just like, ah, it's it's loading and then unloading. Well, to me, loading your your bike's going down and then unloading means that it could be too soft, and you can feel a harsh feeling from that as well. So you always got to pay attention of the ride attitude of your bike. Is it flat? Are you stink bug? Are you chopper? That comes into play with all of these adjustments that we're talking about. So you're coming into a corner. I get a little kick. What do you guys got? I'm waiting for your guys' answer. (laughs) So say it while you guys are listening. So you're getting a kick. Might be a little stiff. We're going to soften that up a little bit. You're coming into a corner. I feel low and all of a sudden a release, like a big, like a big kick. Same kind of kick, but lower and then releasing. So the sensation of the kick will be more when that bike is soft. Okay? So that's why you want to stiffen it up. So I hope that's not too confusing for you guys out there. High speed compression. Uh, a lot of you guys stay away from this knob. <laughs> you guys see this and you don't know what it does. And I've, I've talked to suspension technicians and actually talked to a guy while I was testing last week about um, high-speed compression and how it correlates with sag. Um, High-speed compression does adjust your ride height on your bike, similar to sag, but unlike sag, the high-speed compression is a dampening force. So you're, you're going up to a jump face, right? And you feel your ass ends low. It's getting too low. And you're going up, and you kind of bottom, and then you take off. That's your high speed, okay? Now, when I say high speed, that doesn't mean going off of miles per hour or how fast you're going on the track or where. That has nothing to do with it. Um, so your, your ass ends low, gump a face. You can turn your high speed in a quarter of a turn, maybe even an eighth. I usually go one quarter to stiffen or soften so you can really feel it. And I wouldn't do not go more than that. So um, jump faces, landings, um, even when you're accelerating out of a corner, these are the things that you can feel with high-speed adjustments. Coming out of a corner, if your ass end of the bike is too low, you can stiffen your high-speed you know, compression up so it rides a little bit higher in the stroke. Um if you want to, like I said, you want to soften it, that you feel like you're too low in the stroke coming out of a corner, chopper feeling, you can stiffen it. So there's there's many, actually high speeds are super important, and it's funny because all you guys, like I said, stay away from that, but it's good to use high speed when you feel like you want more of a drastic change feel on the track. A high speed will change your bike more um per one quarter turn versus two clicks in low speed. Um, so don't forget about high speed. That's super important. Um, I'm trying to think any other way that you guys can feel high speed. Um, but I usually go off of, you know, jump faces, um, the landings on on jumps where it gets too deep in the stroke. G-outs is another um, if you guys have some G-outs, either going up to a face of a jump or just rollers in general, sh- flat, straight rollers, those are always good for high-speed adjustment. And 
if your high speed is too stiff, you'll feel like your ass in is too high in some of those rollers. Like you're trying to soak the rollers up and you feel like, man, I'm getting a, a release and I'm kind of getting side to side. You could, you know, try to soften your high speed up a little bit and that'll make your rear end track a little bit and stay, stay down in the stroke and get you straighter and get you more traction. So high speed, super important. Don't forget about that. Rebound is also good for the pitching sensation that I'm telling you guys about. You guys can, if you get into pitching, you're coming into a corner, your front end's getting low, you can try to adjust your rebound by going a little bit slower. Um, fast, choppy tracks with a little square edge. You might want to, to try to speed up your rebound so your rear wheel follows the ground better. Um, there's a fine line to you want like more of a dead feeling rear end where you don't want it to move versus having that rear wheel follow the ground. When you have the rebound a little faster, your rear end's moving up and down more, right? Which means getting your tire back to the ground sooner and gives you more traction. That especially um, works for acceleration chop when you're coming out of a corner. I'll give you an example. Glenn Helen, a lot of acceleration chop out of corners. Um, most of the time, I will speed up my rebound one to two clicks just for that and then compensate for the downhills by stiffening my my low speed compression um, up a little bit. So I'm still getting some, some hold up, but also having my rear wheel fall the ground a little bit more due to those awesome Glen Helen conditions. Sarcasm, as you guys know, who've been there on a Thursday. It sucks balls. Um, sag, like I said, sag is very important. Sag's the first thing you do when you get your new bike, right? Recommended sag is a good place to start. That affects the ride height, the ride attitude of your bike. If you're too low, chopper. If you're too high, stink bug. So what a too high feeling feels like out on the track is you're coming into a corner and the rear end of your bike is almost too high. You're getting a little bit of knifing feel coming into a corner, you might want to drop your sag a little bit. Um, sag's too low, you're coming out of a corner, and your front end starts to come up too soon, or you feel a harsh feeling you know, on acceleration bumps. You might want to raise your sag a little bit. So sag is a preference. You can play with it. If you do play with it, um, do in quarter turn increments and a good rule of thumb is one rotation in a spring is most likely about two millimeters worth of sag. Anywhere between two to 2.5 millimeters worth of sag is one rotation. Obviously you want to measure it every time you check it and people ask me how often do I need to check my sag? Okay let's say you guys go to the track your first day you're breaking your bike and you check your sag you're on you're on the level that you need to be on um, you go through a few rides, your shock breaks in, check your sag again, because it's going to change. It's probably going to drop a little bit. And then once you check it again, adjust it to where you need it to go. And then maybe every, I don't know, couple weeks that you guys ride, if you guys ride and just on the weekends, every two weeks or so, just check it, because it does change over time. It doesn't just stay there for forever, and you guys, oh, I checked my sag two years ago, I'm good. No, 
keep checking it. So SAG's very important for overall ride attitude of the bike. And if that's wrong, everything else is going to get thrown off. There's no reason to do any adjustments on your bike if your SAG's off. So get in the range of where the recommended manufacturer tells you to go. And trust me, guys, I've been testing for a lot of manufacturers. We go through SAG settings a lot to see where it feels best especially for the settings that we have come up with for you guys when they sell the bikes. So don't just think you know more than the manufacturer. You don't. Get to the ballpark and then adjust for you. Um, I'm not saying 105 or is the best setting for everybody. You know, Like I said, there's front-end and rear-steering riders, so you can adjust. If you're a rear-end steering rider, you might want to drop, let's say the recommended SAG is 105, you might want to drop it to 106, 107. And if you're a front-end steering guy and you're like, ah, I can't get enough bite, try 104, 103. I've been on the other spectrum of that where Honda said, hey, 105, and I've gone to a 103 setting and I've liked it more um, for front-end feel. That's why maybe, I'll give you guys a quick example of this, where, where each end comes into play. Recommended setting is 105 millimeters, right? I like a 103, so I go to a 103 SAG reading, and then I drop my fork to 2.5. So you're compensating, right? So you're raising that rear end to get more front end traction, but then you're dropping your fork just a titch. Well, you're saying, Kiefer, that just cancels everything out. No, it doesn't. You still get that front end bite coming into corners, but yet you're going to add a little bit more stability by dropping that fork down two mil. It doesn't equal out, let's say, you know, like you said, two mil in the rear, two mil in the front. It's still not the same. You're working with two separate entities on the bike, the front and the rear. It's almost like a hinged feeling. Like each uh, end of the motorcycle um, feels different with, you know, two millimeters of change in the rear versus two millimeter change in the front. They work differently. They work together but you are getting different sensations for each end. Like I said, all of this is super confusing, but from what I've kind of gone over for you guys, this will help you. So to recap a little bit, fork height is important for stability and cornering, okay? Low speed compression in the fork, you're blowing through, your fork feels low, entering corners, you know, all of those things, it feels high coming into a corner, like I feel like I need to get more front end bite. That's low speed compression, either way, soft or stiff. Rebound, deflection, um, you feel like you, you know, maybe you could feel a little bit high coming into a corner. You want to, you know, um, soften your rebound up a little bit. Those are all the sensations that you get on the track for rebound for the fork. Um, air adjustment for your fork. Just make sure you guys, if you are adjusting, go to one PSI increments. Don't go more than that. Like I said, two PSI is a spring rate. So watch out. Um, thing I, I guess I didn't cover, KYB PSF2, high speed, low speed. They have that on the fork. Um, I've tried messing with both, both sides of that. And honestly, I'll just be straight up with you guys. I feel like the high speed and low speed is a gimmick. Uh, in the KYB PSF2 world, I've I've messed with both ends of it, and it doesn't give me a drastic change or difference of a feel when I'm 
stiffening the low speed or stiffening the high speed. Um, I've always, what I've done is all, if I went low speed one click, I went high speed one click, soft or stiff. So if you guys are adjusting that and you guys do need you know more holdup, try doing a low speed stiff and a high speed stiff to uh, to get the best feeling for the front end and, and vice versa if you guys are going softer. Try to do both the same. That's what I've always done. And even though I've never, never got a, a great feeling out of that PSF2, um, the best feelings that I've had have always when I've correlated the two together. So always remember that. Um, hopefully the, you know, I've gone over the shock pretty, pretty well for you guys. Low speed compression, um, something that you feel on braking bumps and the absorption of the braking bump. Like I said, harsh, harshness can go either way, soft or stiff. I know it's going to be tough to really feel that when you guys first start out on this, but, um, like I said, if you guys have any questions, you guys can always hit me up at Chris at keyforinktesting.com and I'll try to explain it better. Um, you know, sometimes it, it, it takes a little bit of time to, to get a good setting for your bike. Um, but the more you ride, the more you learn your bike, um, the better you'll be. So low speed compression, diesel bump, bumps absorption, high speed compression, um, acceleration bump, jump faces, the landings, G-outs, those are all things that you guys can feel on the track which way you need to go. Um, the rebound, pitching, um, it's too quick, I'm getting a kick over a jump, you can slow that down a little bit on your rebound, and also that a little kick on your jump, and I got this on my Twitter, I got a little, uh, little front-end low on the jump because it has a kicker. Dude, that could be technique too, so... Try not to tweet me things that there's so many variables, but if your technique is good and you're still kind of getting a low front-end feel on kickers, it could be your high speed as well. You might want to try to stiffen that up because it would be too low. So high speed does work on um, kickers on jumps, but also could be from too quick of a rebound. So in my in most cases, I would go rebound first and then work off a of high speed. So... Sag, most important, first thing you need to do, um, check your sag, and then keep continually checking it for um, variances. And also, too, going from sand to hard pack. I know I didn't cover this, too. There's so much stuff we could talk about. We could make this thing an hour long. Um, sand, you want to have your sag a little lower. If you most likely have a 105 reading in sand, you want to try maybe a 107 to 108 to get a little bit lower. So you have more stability in the sand because sand's going to suck you in, pull you down, and you'll have more knifing in sand coming in the corners and that front end. So if you can try to keep that front end up a little bit to keep on top of the sand, the better you'll be. I've also ran um, stiffer low speed compression in the fork just a little bit um, to kind of compensate for those G outs and things that sand gets a lot. And also don't forget when you have and you have that, and you, you make your ass in low in the sand, you might have to compensate with high-speed compression a little bit to make it a little bit stiffer. So try going a quarter in on high speed when you drop your rear for sand tracks. So, like I said, this was a brief overview. We could talk about this all day. I could probably get into more detail, but I try to keep these things within 40 minutes for podcasts. Um, hopefully you guys got some knowledge out of this stuff, and you guys can use it at your track. 
write the stuff down, bring a little Bible notebook with you. And also to each track you guys go to, you have a good setting, write that down. So if you guys go back to it and the track changes from, from one week to the next, you have something to go off of, um, next time you're there, you know, say one day it has more berms than ruts. You guys could have a setting for that. And the next day the track guy, the track guy preps it differently and there's more ruts. It's deeper. Get a setting for that. Write it down because chances are, um, you're going to get a, a track operator that, that does a track well one day and then does it shitty the next. So um, your bike settings will be a little bit different. So write your stuff down, guys. Um, get back at me. Let me know what you guys think. And hopefully this uh, podcast helps you guys a little bit for testing terms. Um, get your bike better working in the sand and the hard pack. Jumps. Just be safe out there, guys. Do clicks um, at a short amount of time. Don't go out there for 30 minutes and then come back. Short amount of time, guys. Two laps, three laps. You feel something, adjust it, go back out. If you like it, then ride more. So stay safe. Thanks for listening. We'll get back to you next week about the 2018 Honda Sierra 450. And we have Fox intro coming. We have Thor intro coming. We have YZ450F intro. And 2018 KX250F. So we have a lot of bike intros to do. Um, hope you guys are out there ripping. Thanks for listening. See y'all later.